Welcome to another episode of Per Closet with Sonola. Today, we will be taking a journey to understand what it means to be in right standing with God. Jesus is the highest mark to which we are called and created to be holy. Our path to righteousness, to be free from sin or guilt, which is our right standing with God, is often built upon our own standards and which is not judged by the doctrine of truth, but by whatever it is that we think is right in the moment. Let us think for a moment. How are your thoughts developed? Where does it come from? Where are the roots of your thoughts? Before Christ entered into my heart, my thoughts were rooted in bitterness, disbelief, sadness, rejection, hurt, carnality, isolation, and just about every inch of crazy you could imagine. My righteousness was founded upon my own beliefs that I was not a murderer, I was not a homewrecker, I was not a prostitute or a fraudster, or any of the such. I was not one of those people. If God had cracked the sky with his great return, I honestly think I would have definitely made it into heaven because I was not one of those people. Do you remember the story of Noah's Ark? I think if this was that era, I would have made it in the ark. I'm not sure why only Noah and his family were the only ones that made it into the ark. When we think about that story today, it is very scary. And when I think about that story, I think it's just simple common sense. It's common sense for people to hear the cry of God's heart and respond. I could imagine Noah looking all crazy and trying to reach out to warn people. I could imagine their response. Noah, you must have lost your mind. You are crazy. Noah, you have spent too much time praying and talking to this God of yours. Noah, you're losing it. I can imagine Noah was probably second-guessing himself and asking God, why wouldn't they listen? Why are they not responding? I am assuming that Noah got no response from God. Because like the GPS system, when we are on assignment, God only speaks when he is ready to give a new direction. I believe that Noah was on the right road, calling out to humanity to forsake their ways and follow after God. His message was very simple. Get in the ark and live, or ignore God and die. I can hear someone else saying, Crazy Noah, do you not know that we will live for years and years until we are old? Do away with this doom and gloom stuff. It is only common sense. Hmm, common sense. See, 
Common sense will make you act on things you were exposed to because it is common to your senses. It is common to your senses to doubt that destruction is near. It is common to your senses to say that I have time. It is common to your senses to choose comfort. It is common to your senses to disobey. It is common to your flesh to choose flesh. Common sense will make you grab a raft if you have fallen overboard. Common sense will make you pour water on unexpected fire. Common sense will make you evacuate a low-lying area before the storm hit. Common sense will make you operate on what is known. Common sense is exposure to past information. Common sense made many men and women lost their lives in Noah's day. So if common sense made a lot of men and women lost their life, what saved Noah and their family? What did Noah and his family operate under? Because there was never a flood like this before. What was the root of their action? If common sense is the operation of what is known, then Noah functioned in the opposite of what was known. What is the name of that word? Hmm. Aha. I think that word is called fate. What is fate? What do you think fate is? Most importantly, what is the biblical definition of fate? Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 says, Now fate is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, men of all obtain a good report. Hebrews 11 and 7. By faith Noah, being divinely warned about things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark to save his family, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Hebrews 11, 8 to 10. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into a place which he would later receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelled in the promised land. And as in the foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for a city which the founders and the builder and the maker is God. Hebrews 11, 11 to 13. By faith, Sarah herself received the ability to conceive a seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man who was as good as dead, sprang so many, a multitude as the stars of the sky, and innumerable as the sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not receiving the promise, but having seen them 
afar off was assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. How do we attain faith? How do we attain that faith that Noah had? Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are encompassed with such a great cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnare us, and let us run with the race with endurance that is set before us. Let us look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and your hearts give up. Faith requires action. Noah had faith and he obeyed God. As a result of Noah's faith, to move into something that was unknown, his generation, their entire lives were saved and their name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In the book of James 2.26, it states, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. In Romans 4, 20-22, it states, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Therefore, it was credited to him as righteousness. Romans 10, 12-13 for the scripture says, whoever believe in him will not be ashamed, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is generous towards all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Having faith in Christ produces righteousness. And righteousness produces holiness. Friends, you were created to be holy, to be set apart as the righteousness of God. Noah and his family were set apart by God because they heard his voice and they obeyed him. To those who knew Noah, knew that he wasn't crazy. That was common to their senses. So they choose to believe and have faith in God, even though God only spoke to Noah. Noah was a prophet in his day. God chose to speak to Noah because of their relationship. You might have said in the past, or maybe saying this right now, I do not hear God. My question to you is, are you listening to his prophet? Or you might say, I don't want God to speak to me through a prophet. I want him to speak directly to me. This is possible, but this requires relationship. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. I urge you, therefore, brothers, 
by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. Do not be confirmed to this world, do not use common sense, but be transformed by the renewing, operating in faith, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Noah's mind was transformed by having relationship with God. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21, it states, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. All this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them, and has entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. So, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we may become the righteousness of God in him. My righteousness was like filthy rags. It was rooted in my definition of right standing with God. It was rooted in what was common to my senses. It was rooted in sin. But thanks be to God for his grace that have caused my eyes to be open before he cracked the sky. Now I truly know what it takes to be in right standing with God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 to 16, it states, Therefore, guard your minds, be sober, and hope to the end, for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not conduct yourself according to the formal lusts in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, so be holy in your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Friends, God is calling us into relationship, to be holy. He has created you to be the righteous heir to his throne, to be saved from the disasters that will plague those that choose not to hear the call of God. Those just like in the days of Noah, that it was common to their senses that disaster will not come. As we look around the world today, we see the disasters that are plaguing the nations all around us. We see the disaster of COVID-19. We see the side effects of pandemic. We see how 
The world is crumbling at her knees currently. But there is hope in God for those of us who choose to believe, who choose to hear the voice of God, who choose to hear his prophets crying out, saying, come up higher. God is calling us into relationship. If you are listening and you have drifted away from God, or if you never knew Jesus as your Lord and Savior and have operated in common sense, what is common to your sense, and you feel today after listening to this podcast a tugging at your spirit, that is the voice of God calling you into relationship. Let's pray. Father, I repent for all of my sins. I thank you that you send your son, Jesus Christ, into this earth to die for my sins. Lord, forgive me for walking away from you, for operating in my common sense, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Father, that I, as I accept you into my life today as Lord and Savior, as Redeemer, my righteous King, I ask, Lord God, that my sins, Lord God, that I've operated in, in the flesh will be forgiven of me. And I will take that step, Lord God, the step of righteousness where you're calling us to be holy, to have the soberness of our minds, Father God, be renewed by your word, to be created a new creature in you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that even as today, like in the day of Noah, as you're sending out your prophets, Lord God, to hear my call to hear Father God, the call that you have placed, Lord God, that I will listen and I will obey because you love me, Lord God. You love me to the point that you will send anyone or anything, Lord God, to get to me. And because, Lord God, today I'm listening, I hear your spirit calling me. And my answer is yes. My answer is yes. Lord, I accept you as Lord. I accept you as Savior. Guide me, Lord, according to your will and according to your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're interested in the next step for your Christian journey, please check out the links that I've listed below from Life Church. This is a church online. You can fellowship with us until God leads you to the place where you're planted. Welcome to the kingdom. God bless and have an awesome week. Exercise your faith and your newfound right standing with God. Be blessed.